The physical changes are secondary. It's the mental transformation that gets people hooked on health and fitness. Welcome to the Mental Reps Podcast, where you've come to grow your mind in order to transform your body. I'm your host, Deanna. Let's dive right in. I am back with a brand new episode for you guys. My apologies for the small hiatus. To any of my loyal listeners out there, you know there was no new episode this past week. I'm sorry, there wasn't. I know it kills me to do this. It kills me to say it, but I have been in a whirlwind of life the past couple of weeks, and it will probably continue for the next couple of months. So small hiatus. I had traveled back home to my family in Connecticut uh, for my best friend's bridal shower, as well as just being home with my family for Easter and hanging out. And uh, I'm very fortunate to work from home. So whenever I do travel back home, I like to stay for a little bit because I am fortunate enough to do so, and I might as well spend some time with my fans. So we took a little bit of a breather from the show. There was absolutely no way I was packing up this big old microphone and lugging it into my suitcase. I was also scared it was going to break. So we are back on the mic. I am back in North Carolina, and it feels so dang good to just be back into my routine. I know a lot of you guys can probably relate um, how nice it is to go on trips, travel, vacations, visit family. It's great. We love it. It's awesome. And then you're like, holy shit, get me back into my routine. That's all I want. Uh, maybe it's just me. I don't know. But I thrive in my structure and my routine where all my things are exactly where I have them, and it's just it is very nice to be back. Weather's also fantastic. It wasn't too bad when I was home in Connecticut, uh, but just coming back to North Carolina, I, I stepped off the plane and I got that same, sounds so cliche, but I got that same sense, that same tingliness that I got when I first moved here. Where I was like, holy shit, man, like you live here. You fucking live here because all I ever wanted growing up um, was to live somewhere warm. And I know that sounds so silly, but if, if anyone is from the Northeast area, like, and you don't like the snow, you don't like the cold, it's terrible. And it's a good amount of time in the year that you spend cold. And I hate being cold. So I stepped off the plane to sunshine and 70s and was like, I made it. I, I did the damn thing. Like, I was so proud of myself all over again. Anywho, I am back and I'm excited for today's episode for you guys. Uh, we are going to be doing a little bit of a Q&A. So how I like to run my question and answer episodes. I will typically post the link to submit your questions over on my Instagram. So if you're not following me on the gram, go check that out. You can catch uh, the links there to be able to just ask your questions for these episodes. And of the questions that I do get asked, uh, sometimes I will rattle through as many of them as I can in one episode. Other times I'd like to go a little bit deeper into three to four questions. And that is exactly what we are going to be doing for today. So I have picked my top three questions from you guys to go a little bit more in depth and things that I really think a lot of you will resonate with, need to hear, or feel like I can just really touch on personally. So let's dive right the heck into question number one. Question number one reads, what mindset shift do you make on bad body image days? And I picked this question because your girl deals with quite a few of them. And me, myself, anyone out there that you follow on social media that you... I don't know. I have them myself. I admire physiques. I admire lifestyles. I admire certain people. You look up to people. And to think that those individuals don't have, you know, bad body image days, don't have days where they, you know, barely get out of bed, don't have days where they don't get out of their PJs or they're super cranky. Like we all have them, especially in the fitness industry. Do not fool yourself into thinking there's not a single individual out there who does not deal with bad body image days. And like I said, I have dealt with and continue to deal with quite a few of them. Going through everything that I am currently with my gut health, it has been probably the hardest time of my fitness journey. 
And I mean that because when your gut health is not in check, you have, you have issues going on, you know, under the surface, they are a lot harder to identify, to handle, to heal than something that is external. For example, if you scrape up your knee, you know exactly how you scraped your knee. You can see the scrape on your knee. And what do you do? You put some Neosporin on it, a Band-Aid, good to go. Everything else in your body will continue to function the same, even with your scraped up knee. It's not the end of the world. When it comes to your gut health or anything going on internally, it's quite literally the opposite. When your gut is not functioning, it impacts everything. It's your mood. It's your energy. It's your digestion, it's your sleep, it's your appetite, it's your physique, it's it's every waking moment gets fucked because your gut isn't doing what it needs to do. So going through an incredibly tough time as I am right now with the amount of crap that has built up in my gut, uh, parasites, bacteria, just I don't even know how to pronounce half this shit. It has lent itself to being an incredibly difficult time period for me as far as bad body image days go. And it's very easy to just say, oh, you know, whatever it is, what it is. Like on those days, I'll just, I suck it up and it's fine. Like it's temporary. Like I don't think that's great advice and that's not really how I handle it either. I would be lying to you guys if I said like on my bad body image days, I just, you know, it is what it is. Roll with the punches. Like, no, I freak out. (laughs) I freak out just like anybody freaks out. I'm not perfect. I'm not a superhuman. And when it comes to this situation, for me specifically, this is kind of what what drives my bad body image days. And that's why I'm even talking through gut health. Everybody's bad body image days, they, they stem from different things. Maybe you overdid it one night. Maybe you're on your period and you're a little bit bloated. Maybe it's just one of those days. Who knows? For me right now, because so much of my journey, my diet, everything is so controlled, the bad body image days are a direct reflection of my gut acting up and flaring up and who the fuck knows what causes it to do that. But on those days, it's like, holy shit kind of deal. So when it comes to those moments, like I said, I, I would be lying if I was like, yeah, it's great. It's it's few and far between. We roll with it. Like I'm pissed. I'm cranky. I'm frustrated as hell. I probably want to throw my head through a wall because I'm still dealing with this shit. But at the end of the day, I do two things. One, I allow myself the pity party. I do. And you know, shout out to my boyfriend. He has to hear the pity party or my mom. Sometimes I'll call her and just freaking let loose poor woman. But I do that. And I let myself have that emotion, have that frustration, have that. Why the fucking fuck do I feel like this? Look like this. I'm just mad. I'm annoyed. I'm angry. I let out all of that emotion. Why? Because I don't do well as an individual trapping that all in. I don't, I don't, I will wind up blowing up over the smallest little thing six hours from that point because I kept it all in. So I got to let it out. I got to let it out to whoever the hell is going to listen. And 99% of the time, it's my boyfriend or it's my mom. So shout out those individuals. Thank you guys for doing what you do. So I let myself have that pity party. And then the second thing I do is take a step forward. And I don't mean take a step forward. It's like, okay, I'm good. I let it out. I'm good. I start to really kind of dial down into like, okay, what is causing this issue? And you need to do the same. What is causing the bad body image day? Is it that you are bloated or you did have a big dinner the night before, or you're just not loving the progress that you're making, or maybe you really haven't been that spot on with your nutrition and you feel like, you know, it's, I'm I'm not seeing the progress that I want to see. Whatever it is, you have to sit in your pity party and reflect. You need to say, what is causing this to happen? And if you can pinpoint an exact thing, we attack that thing. For me, gut health, for you, uh, period, or nutrition, or 15 crumble cookies the night before. Whatever your thing is, you if you have a thing, we attack the thing. 
How do we get better? Okay, maybe not 15 crumble cookies. Let's do 10. Maybe you're on your period. Give it a week. You'll be good. Maybe you did overdo it at dinner last night. Okay, what did you order and how can you improve on that? If there is an exact action, we attack the action. If there is not, that's a totally different story. If you feel like you're just not feeling it because I don't know why, that is when I have to have a conversation with myself. And this is something new to my journey because I never really, I don't want to say I didn't deal with bad body image days. My body was just so consistent, so regular for a long period of time through my journey where I kind of just looked the same every day. I don't know. It it wasn't, you know, some days were better than others or whatever, but there was no drastic change. And now going through my journey and the longer you're going through it, the more this is bound to happen. uh, You'll have days where you feel like a million bucks and you'll have days where you feel like you belong in a trash bag. And it happens. It happens to all of us. So with that being said, kind of figuring out, you know, how to talk to yourself during that time. And something like I was saying, the conversation I like to have with myself now is like, hey, listen, sometimes I say, bitch, hey, listen, bitch. Hey, listen, you know, fill in the blank, whatever you call yourself. We cannot look our best every single fucking day. What thing in the universe is at its peak all of the time? All of the time. Nothing. There is nothing in the universe, in nature, in humanity that is at its highest peak, highest point every hour of every day, seven days a week, 52 weeks of the year. It doesn't happen. So to expect your body to look the best it ever has every single morning is completely unrealistic. And this is the conversation I have with myself when I am getting frustrated in those moments. It's like, okay, it's a bad day. It's a bad day. We don't feel great. We don't look great. This sucks a little bit, sure. But hey, two days ago, I was on top of the world. And I can guarantee two days from now, I'll probably be back on top of the world. Like we have to be okay taking the highs and lows of this journey and not holding so much weight to them. Because even in those peak moments, even in the, this is the best I've ever looked, this is the best I've ever felt, maybe you step on the scale, you hit a new low way, and whatever your thing is, those moments are just as fleeting as the lows. And we have to understand that that balance, those waves, they're okay. They are a part of the journey. If you are on your fitness journey, you have now signed up for this. So on the days when we are on a low or we're feeling bad or we're having a bad body image day, we have to recognize like this too is temporary. This too shall pass and we're okay. What we can't do, cannot do, is start aligning our actions with how we now feel. Because how we now feel in this bad body image day is temporary, and I would imagine emotions tend to heighten a little bit if you're anything like me. So to then put action and put more weight behind a fleeting moment, you're starting to make that shit permanent. Instead of it being a bad day or just not feeling your best and you can kind of brush it off as to whatever, you are now solidifying that we don't feel good, that we don't look good. You know, that crazy thought that's going through your head where you feel like you lost all your progress in a matter of 24 hours, which is quite literally impossible, but then you start acting as such. Yeah, you do start to solidify that a little. Yeah, maybe you did lose a little bit of progress. So what you can't do on these bad body image days is start to change course and redirect and start doing things that you don't normally do. It's a bad day. It's a fleeting moment. You cannot, cannot look your best every moment of every day of every second of your life. We will be okay. And we move forward. So this is a conversation I have to have with myself. My mom started actually saying it to me because she probably got so tired of me calling her up being like, my stomach looks six months pregnant. I'm doubled over in pain. I can't do this. I don't even want to go to the gym. I want to put on a big sweatshirt. She just started telling me, look, look, 
you can't look like you feel like you want to every single day. There has to be bad days. There has to be good days. It all comes in stride. And I was like, holy shit, you're right. You're right. And when you can stop stressing and freaking out and hammering home this like, oh my gosh, what happened when you step on the scale and it's up or you feel a little bit bloated. If you can stop that crazy freak out panic reaction from happening or at least minimize it, you're a lot more likely to stay the course, to eat your normal breakfast, to go about your normal day, to head to the gym just like you always would on a Tuesday. Instead of letting that freak out now dictate, fuck it, I'm not going to the gym. Who cares about my nutrition? I look like shit anyway. Might as well have a triple double stack of pancakes for breakfast. Like That's when we start to run into issues. So if you are having these bad body image days, throw your pity party, get mad, scream to the pillow, whatever you got to do to let that emotion out. Determine what caused the bad body image day, if it is a thing, if there is a cause, and then go about the same actions you always would, knowing that this too shall pass. So specific action steps on these days, I mean, I'll post about it sometimes as well. I just need to wear a gigantic shirt or sweatshirt to the gym. That helps me a little bit better in going about my merry way, going about that same course of action because I do need to get to the gym. I got a workout plan for today. I'm not letting this bad body image day stray me away from my long-term goals. I'm not letting this temporary obstacle stray me away from my long-term goals. So what are we going to do? Okay, maybe I'm not going to wear a sports bra and leggings to to the gym. Maybe I'm going to wear a hoodie. Maybe I'm going to wear sweatpants. Maybe I'm, I don't know, you feel like maybe I'll work out in my apartment gym when there's nobody in there because I just want to be in my own little space. Like these things genuinely do help kind of have me get through it a little bit better. But I also want everyone to understand that these little freakouts and moments and anxiousness energy popping up, it's very, very normal uh, for everyone out there. So my mind, my mindset shift, going back to the question that was asked, my mindset shift tends to go towards like, it's a bad moment. We're good. We got this. Continue on the path. Question number two reads, how do I balance eating out while achieving my goals? Also, how can I fit this into my macros? So to whoever is asking this question or if anyone out there listening has a similar question, my follow-up question to how to balance eating out while achieving your goals, my follow-up question is, how important are your goals to you? Really? Like realistically speaking, how important is that weight loss goal or that certain physique or that amount of muscle? How important is it? Because depending on that answer, the balance shifts. The balance changes. Not everybody's balance, quote unquote balance, is the same for every aspect of their lives. It's not. Think about someone going through a prep for bodybuilding. They've got a bodybuilding show. My boyfriend's a few weeks out from his show. That's why it's like fresh in my brain. His balance right now with his life to his goals is 98% catered towards his goals, his, his show, his physique, what he's got going on in the next couple of weeks. That's his balance. And it's a balance he's damn sure proud of and damn sure okay establishing. Now, any other point in his life, my life, anybody's life, that balance shifts back. And maybe it's more so, you know, 60% fitness, 40% lifestyle, eating out, going for drinks, X, Y, Z, you name it. But everybody's balance is different. So there is no, here, this is how you do it. Because how important your goals are to you makes a very big difference as to your ability to make this a part of your routine. So if you're thinking about your goal and you're like, yeah, that'd be cool to do it. But like, honestly, I'm in really no rush. And like, I just want to kind of have a good time as I'm going about the summer. And like, you know, I'm really a social person right off the bat, cool. We can establish a pretty 50-50 balance. 
and you'll maybe see a little bit of progress over a long period of time, but you also have a great time going out to eat with all your friends pretty frequently. So you have to, before you can establish what this looks like, you have to be really real with yourself with what it is you're trying to achieve and how important that is to you. But so if you have a goal of weight loss, for example, and you are, you know, bordering on health problems, health risks, you need to, maybe you spoke with your doctor and they're like, you need to lose a little bit of this weight from a health standpoint, your balance should go almost to, to the bodybuilding extreme of like, this is now, you know, life or death. This is, this is incredibly important. This is 99%. My focus right now is getting this weight off versus someone who has a goal to grow their glutes right? What is the dire need to grow your glutes, right? There really isn't one. It's maybe a goal that you want. It's a goal that's fun. It's a goal that's exciting. It's something we can work towards, but the balance can probably be a little bit more uh, equal, so to speak. So based on your response to how important your goals are to you, you have to then establish how okay you are with making sacrifices. And this is something that nobody wants to hear. Everybody out there wants to hear that you can do both. You can, you know, lose 20 pounds and go out to eat with your friends and get wine and grab dessert and skip the gym. Like it'll happen. You can do both. You got, you cannot do both. You cannot do both. Please don't be tricked by anyone out there, social media, marketing, advertising, that'll tell you like, you can do this and lose 10 pounds in a week. Like, no, you can't. You cannot. So when it comes to creating the balance of eating out while achieving your goals, does it have to be this totally restricted? Absolutely not. And people sometimes hear the word sacrifice and they think they have to get rid of everything. I have to sacrifice everything for this goal. No, you don't. No, you don't. But you got to sacrifice something. You got to be okay with making changes and making choices that are different now than the choices you would have made a year ago, two years ago, whenever this goal didn't matter to you. Because in order to generate a different outcome, you have to be okay with making different choices. I always, always, always go back to the GPS uh, analogy. And if you guys have been listening to the show, you've heard me talk about this in many different episodes. But if you want to get from your house to the beach, all you want to do is go to the beach, got to get to the beach. It's a beautiful day. Sun is shining. Need to get there. Need a tan. Need to be in the ocean. First off, I feel you. Love the beach love the beach. Anyway, if that is your goal to get to the beach, you get in your car and you're like, oh, every time I fuck up these directions, every time it's always telling me this and tell me this and da, 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 And it tells me left and I go right every time, every time, every time. And this time you're like, no, this time I will make it to the beach. I'm going to get there. I'm not getting lost. And then the GPS tells you to hit a left and you hit a right again. We're not getting to the beach. We're not getting to the beach. So maybe it's not that important to you. Maybe your goals that require that sacrifice that you're not willing to make, maybe the goals aren't that important. But if they are, we do really want to lose 10 pounds. We do really want to get to the beach. We do really want abs for the summer. We have to be okay with saying, shit, I got to make a left turn. Every time I, I make a right turn, I have to make a left and then hold yourself to it. So what does that look like in actual terms? Fitness, eating out, going out to eat, all of the things. That means a couple of things. There's, there's multiple ways to make a sacrifice during this time. So how do you balance eating out while achieving your goals? You have to make a sacrifice and you have a few choices here. Sacrifice number one is going to be how frequently you go out to eat. Because if you're out there trying to go out to eat four nights a week with your girls, with your husband, with your boyfriend, whoever, four nights a week and still lose 10 pounds, I'm telling you right now, you're making it really hard for yourself. 
you may lose 10 pounds, but it's going to take you exponentially longer than it would if you did not go out to eat four nights a week. So sacrifice number one is frequency. Be okay with maybe dialing back a little bit. And this does include DoorDash, Uber Eats, any food outside of your creation I'm including in this topic. So sacrifice one is the frequency. Maybe we're not going out to eat four nights a week, but we can do two nights a week. Dial it back. Sacrifice number two is going to be what you are ordering when you do go out to eat. Are we ordering a gigantic bowl of lobster ravioli? Are we ordering a double bacon cheesy cheeseburger with the side of fries? Are we ordering two appetizers, an entree, two drinks, and dessert? That has to become a sacrifice. Now, this is where you get to choose. First choice was frequency. Second choice is what you're eating. Now, if your frequency is never, like you never go out to eat, you are always cooking from home, you're always meal prepping, you out to dinner is like once every other month. Guess what? You probably don't really need to sacrifice what you're doing when you go out to eat. You can have the double cheesy bacon cheeseburger with fries. You can have dessert. You can have wine. Why? Because it's such a tiny, teeny little percentage of what you are doing the vast majority of the time. That's not to say go, you know, have a heart attack with the amount of food you're consuming, but you have to be a little bit less sacrificial for your choices. If it's a very, very, very rare occasion, like I said, once every other month, don't tell me going out to eat every Saturday means it's a rare occasion. It's not. Every other month or less, you can go have your your bacon cheeseburger, whatever. But if you are someone who is going out to eat regularly, that's when the sacrifice turns to what you are consuming, the choices that you are making. So if you are not willing to dial back on the frequency, you have to be willing to dial back on the consumption. So that can look like either A, skipping out on the appetizers. 99% of the time when you go out to eat, the dinner, the entree they are going to serve you is well over 1,000 calories as is. Add in a couple of drinks, add in a slice of bread when they're putting it on the table. There's really no need to add in a bunch of extra hundreds of calories in the apps. Yes, they taste good. Yes, they may be calling your name on the menu. But when it really comes down to thinking of food as fuel and what your body needs to sustain life and energy, it doesn't need the extra couple hundred calories in, I don't know, stuffed clams, calamari, or or, or mozzarella sticks to start off. It really doesn't. Stick with just your entree. That's sacrifice number one. Sacrifice number two, what the heck are we ordering for that entree? If you're going out to eat all of the time, you need to dial back on the choice that you make. And that means not just picking whatever on the menu sounds the best. Because if we all just did what sounded the best, we would all be very overweight, very out of shape, very lazy, and probably get nothing done. Right? It sounds great to snooze your alarm in the morning and sit on the couch. So if we always just did that, we're not going to be very in shape. It sounds great to call out of work sick. I don't want to do anything today. Great. Now you don't have a job. You don't have a career. You don't have money. Like if we always just did what, ooh, that sounds so good. And we're like initially pulled to do, we would get nowhere in life. And the same principles apply to your fitness journey. So do not go browsing the menu for whatever sounds the best. Okay. Because 90% of the time, it's going to be probably one of the most unhealthy options on there. So how do we make a choice? I always, always, 90% of the time, will go for some sort of seafood. And the reason I do that is because, one, I do not want to eat motherfucking chicken when I go out to eat. You guys know how much chicken I eat on a regular basis? Day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year. Holy crap, a lot of chicken. So to go out to eat and order some sort of chicken dish, I would rather shoot myself in the foot. Absolutely not. But fish 
and seafood. I love seafood. I love seafood and I never, ever cook it for myself. I really just don't. So when I go out to eat, I want something like shrimp or scallops or tuna or salmon. That sounds freaking amazing. It's got flavor. There's things. It's different. I love it. Why that's also a great option. Fish is one of the highest protein, lowest calorie entree options typically when going out to eat. And you want to pick something that has protein in it. It'll keep you a little bit more full and satisfied and it'll allow your body to actually, when you ingest protein, you eat protein, it increases the thermic effect, which means your body has to burn more calories in order to digest the protein. So you're kind of getting like two bangs for your buck here. And we know the importance of protein, building muscle, muscle retention, recovery, all of the things. So when you go out to eat, browse the menu for where there is protein. If you want chicken, you can have the chicken. I'm not against it for you, but I'm against it for me. So seafood is my kind of go-to option. Um, another thing to look for is things that are grilled or blackened instead of fried is a really good one to go. And then also just take a look at the sides. If you have the ability to pick your side, make a good choice. Because I guarantee if there's an option for onion rings or a side salad, initial response, ooh, the onion rings sound good. Do we need the onion rings? No. We really don't. Whatever you just order for your entree is going to be delicious. You're going to enjoy every second of it. Make a 1% better option for your side. Maybe you do choose the side salad or you choose the roasted vegetables or you choose, um, I don't know, a baked potato instead of like their whipped creamy mashed potatoes. Like all of these things will actually help you reduce the overall caloric intake of that meal so that when it comes to going out to eat and achieving your goals, we're not having these giant spikes in calories a couple of times a month that makes it really hard to see progress. Now, if you're in a bulking phase and you're trying to put on muscle, you're trying to put on size, this isn't really pertaining to you, but I'm assuming whoever asked this question um, as to far as fitting it into their macros is going through a cut or is looking for some sort of either weight loss, uh, toning up, shredding, X, Y, Z. So Back to my fish. Picking a fish entree is a really good option. Swapping out your sides is another good option. You can also be that person at the restaurant who modifies the shit out of everything. Okay, no, I don't want oil. Can you do no cheese? Can you put this on the side? I don't want this sauce. And can you make sure it's grilled and not, and not fried? Like say these things, say these things. The restaurant, the chef, the waiter, they're all there to make your meal and your experience what you want it to be. So open your damn mouth. Don't just say, oh, you know, well, it came with fries. Like, okay, well, did you ask about swapping out the fries? Did you ask about having, you know, less cheese or the sauce on the side? Like, think about these things prior to your meal. And this is also why when it comes to balancing eating out, I will always look up the menu ahead of time. Eh, not always, but most of the time. We'll look up the menu ahead of time so I could start to kind of piece together exactly what it is that I want. And then when it comes to fitting that into my macros, I can then pre-log that meal into my fitness pal and work the rest of my day around it. So for example, if I know, you know, Friday night, I've got plans with my boyfriend to go out to eat, I can look up the menu ahead of time. Maybe we decide this on Wednesday. Like, all right, plans on Friday. This is where we're going. Here's a reservation. Cool. Awesome. Sounds good. I will then go look up blah, blah, blah restaurant. I will start piecing things together and I'm going to say, ooh, that, you know, salmon dish sounds great. It comes over a bed of risotto and it has this and that. Yum. That sounds awesome. I will then do my very best to track this into my fitness pal for Friday night dinner. And then I will plan all of my other meals, breakfast, lunch, snacks around that so that I do still hit my macros, at least mostly for that day. And that is how you balance it out. I didn't go to dinner and order some absurdly large entree, four different appetizers, three drinks and dessert. And I'm not going out to eat every night of the week. And that's how you create that balance frequency, and the choices that you make.
So start to recognize how you approach your dinner. Cause also too, people get very caught up in like the fantasy and like the romanticization. I don't even know if that's a word of going out to eat when like at the end of the day, guys, it's a meal. And most of the time the meal is with someone who you love friends, family, I don't know, whoever be there with them, be present with them, have conversations with them. Your, your time at dinner is not designated or delegated by the food and the insane amount of things that you put in your body. Like that doesn't make it a better night. And I would honestly argue that the times that I go out to dinner and I overeat and I've done it plenty of times in my life, I always feel worse. I always look back on that dinner and be like, oh my God, I was so uncomfortably full. Oh my God, I couldn't even button my pants up afterwards. You know what I mean? Like that's not a good time. That's not a fun time. That doesn't help me, you know, enjoy that meal. So eat slow, pick good options. Enjoy the company of the people that you're around. Pre-log that into MyFitnessPal ahead of time if you know the plans ahead of time. And that's how you balance things out. It's not perfect. It's not going to be perfect. But again, if you're not going out to eat three nights a week, every week, a couple of blips, a couple of off days for your macros is not going to be detrimental for your goals. And last but not least, question number three reads, what has gotten you to enjoy fitness more? And I'm thinking just off the top of my head, this question was probably asked because of a recent post that I made with just sharing a little bit more of my journey through fitness. And I don't want to rehash the whole post for you guys. You guys can check it out if you want, um, as far as just why I coach. Uh, And basically the background of my fitness journey when I first started, and this is like post-athlete world. I feel like being a gymnast, being an athlete, like that was not really my fitness journey because it was very little in my control. Um, So my fitness journey, I guess, kind of started 2019 when I graduated and it was a hell of a lot of restriction and overdoing and restriction and overdoing and cycling through. And I was miserable. I hated it. I hated going to the gym. I hated the workouts that I was doing. I hated the fact that I was trying to cut my calories down so little that I could not stop myself when it came to family parties or barbecues. Like I hated it. I hated the way I felt. And I felt like I was in this vicious cycle of just getting nowhere and overdoing it and then restricting and then overdoing it and restricting and all this quote unquote work that I was putting in. I was in the gym for freaking two hours a day, every day. I swear none of it was getting me anywhere at all. So when this question asks, you know, what has gotten you to enjoy fitness more, I am light years beyond where I was back in 2019, light years. And it's fun. I fucking love the gym. I love my healthy meals. I love the way that I feel. I, you know, got health aside. I love everything about, you know, where I'm at right now in this journey. And little old me from 2019 would be damn proud of the way that I'm approaching things and very, very proud of me for not needing to go on the Stairmaster for 30 minutes after every workout and not trying to sweat out buckets and buckets of sweat every time I go to the gym and not being so tied to my damn Apple watch and the calories that I burned. Like I am so proud of where I've been and, and where I am now uh, that I do genuinely, and I could say this wholeheartedly, genuinely enjoy every piece of my fitness journey. Now, there is a strong caveat to this. That does not mean that there aren't days I don't want to go to the gym, days that I'm not motivated, days when I would rather pull my hair out than eat my chicken and rice. There are so many moments in my journey on a very regular basis where I'm like, fuck, 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 I don't want to do it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. And I do it anyway. And the reason for that is because I've now become, I've come to a point and it's kind of maturing through your journey where I know that these little moments of emotion and it's temporary, kind of going back to that bad body image thing, it's temporary in in pursuit of a long-term goal. 
So yeah, on the days when I don't want to eat my chicken and rice and I get all mad about it, like it happens, but yeah, I still eat my chicken and rice. I still do what I need to do. And I genuinely enjoy every piece of this. So what has gotten me to that point? Honestly, it was just learning. It was learning the hard way, every step of the way, recognizing that like, holy shit, I'm, I'm bawling my eyes out before I get this workout done. Like something, something ain't right. Something's got to give. And I have a really, really clear memory of this. This was back in 2020, like middle of pandemic COVID. This is when my peak of craziness was going on with just the amount of freaking working out that I was doing. Why? Because there was nothing else to do. And I do genuinely enjoy working out, but I took it to the extreme as I typically do. And I have a gym at my my house, uh, my home back in Connecticut, and there's a treadmill. And I somehow tricked myself during 2020 into the thinking that I needed to do two workouts a day every day because why I don't know, but my lifts were like two hours and then I would always do some sort of cardio. And I started doing my cardio fasted in the morning because all the gurus on the internet said that was best for fat loss. Meanwhile, looking back, I had no fat to lose. So I don't really know what I was thinking. But anyway, there was a distinct moment where I woke up super early. I don't know why. Again, there's nothing to do. Why am I trying to get up at 6, 7 a.m.? I don't know. But I woke up to my alarm and I started getting dressed. I put my leggings on. I put my sports wear on. I was heading from like my bedroom upstairs down to like the gym, the treadmill in my house. It was a matter of a couple of steps. And as I was lacing up my sneakers in my room, I started bawling my eyes out, like bawling my eyes out, crying to my boyfriend at the time. And he's like, what's wrong? What's happening? What's what like thought there was like something wrong. And I just I was like, I don't want to do it. I do not want to do it. I do not want to go do this cardio. I would rather pull my hair out, scream. I like, I cannot do it. I was so tired. I was so fatigued. I was so exhausted. And that was when, I mean, not in that moment, but looking back, I started to recognize like, this is not the way it's supposed to be. Like nothing that you do on a regular basis should make you ball your eyes out and cry. And if it is, you got to change it right? You got to either change your approach, you got to change the action. And it was along the lines of recognizing. So, I mean, going back to the question, what's gotten me to enjoy fitness more? I had to first recognize why I wasn't enjoying it. Because that's the only way you can kind of grow and piece things together and move forward. It's like, okay, well, what's the problem? And then where's the solution? So for me, what was I doing wrong? Why did I hate it? Why was I crying my eyes out? Why did I resent every step that I took towards the gym that day? Like, what was the problem? And the problem was that my body was on E. I was absolutely starving. I probably had very little to eat the night before and then waking up fasted to do cardio. Very little sleep. I didn't enjoy running. I was going to run sprints on my treadmill. I didn't even enjoy sprinting. So all of this being said, like, uh, yeah, eventually you could force yourself to do it over and over and over again, but eventually your body's going to be like, excuse me, ma'am, we hate this. And the reason I hated it was because I was taking the wrong approach. So there's the problem. Wrong approach completely for me and what I wanted. And I had thought that's what was necessary for my goals right? If I wanted to look like blank, this is what was required. And I was very wrong about that. But the solution came from, okay, well, what do I enjoy? What does make me feel good? What, what can I genuinely look forward to in this journey? For me, that I love strength training. And the reason I think I loved it so much, again, this is very new into my journey, but during COVID, um, I had my home gym and then uh, my boyfriend's friend had like a complete gym, home gym in his garage, like squat racks, you know, equipment, machines, cables, the whole nine yards. It was basically a full gym. And 
going back to the solution, okay, what do I enjoy? I loved working out in that garage. Freaking the doors were open, the sun was out, sun was shining, it was me, my boyfriend, and then two of his buddies, like music blasting, just total grind mode. And as hard as it was, and as challenging as it was, and the brutal workouts that were going on, like I genuinely loved it. I loved it. I'm getting chills just thinking about it right now. It was, I don't want to say it was fun, but it was fun. I, I was having a really good time. So it started to kind of hit me over the course of many months and years, do what you enjoy, do what makes you feel good. And from time to time throughout your journey, yes, you are going to have to sprinkle in things that you do not enjoy, things that you hate, things that do make you want to cry. But key word there is sprinkle in. Your fitness journey should not be this repetitive act of doing everything that you hate all of the time. It is only a matter of time until you absolutely hate it and you hit your breaking point as well. So everybody's a little bit different. Me, love strength training. Used to hate it, love it now. And that's just a repetition thing, learning how to lift in the gym and being able to recognize that I was seeing results from it. I think that's a huge driving point too. Like anyone who enjoys fitness, I can guarantee has gotten some pretty good results from it, right? Very, very few and far between has people seen, you know, no progress at all and they just love it. Like you start to recognize like, oh, this shit is working. And then when you feel like it's working, you're way more inclined to stick with it. So strength training for me was working. It was giving me the results that I wanted to see. I wanted to grow my legs. I wanted to grow my butt. I wanted to have a more, you know, strong and solid physique and not look so frail and all of these things. And, and strength training was doing that. So I started to enjoy that. I started to get excited for it. And then I started to learn a little bit more about how to write up my workouts and the exercises that I liked and sprinkling in the exercises that I didn't like. And that was a much better and more sustainable approach for me. Now, the other piece of this question, what has gotten you to enjoy fitness more is also recognizing that there is no rush. Like I used to be in such a hurry to reach my goals, such a hurry to look like blank or feel like blank or... Uh, for what? If you're putting that pressure, that stress, that like very tight knit timeline on yourself and in this journey, you're probably going to wind up hating it at some point. Like take that stress off, take the pressure off, recognizing that everything that you're doing in this journey is way more about just long-term health, long-term benefit. And if you grow some killer quads and some nice shoulders in the meantime, awesome. We love that. But again, long-term health. So taking that timeline off of myself, thinking, I don't know, we were, it was, when did COVID happen? Like March-ish? I was probably all up in my head with summer coming up and like needing to look good for summer, whatever we all do, especially females. You guys know the drill. Um, I was putting that really, really immense pressure on myself that like every moment counted, every workout counted, every piece of food counted. And like taking that approach if you're a bodybuilder and you're prepping for a show and this is what you do for a living, it's necessary. For the rest of us, it is not. So every piece of your journey doesn't need to be this head down, grind, 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 discipline, 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 chicken and rice, nothing else. Like it doesn't need to be like that. It needs to be a little like that, but it also needs to be a lot of what you enjoy. So recognizing what I did enjoy, recognizing that food was not the enemy, fueling my body so that I wasn't so fatigued for these workouts. I started to like have a little pep in my step and like get excited for like days again and get excited for the gym and like, oh, now I got a cute outfit on. Like I feel good and like trying pre-workouts for the first time. It just, it became a lot more fun and a lot more like, oh, okay, this is why people do this shit all the time. Like I get it now. I get it. It's not torture. And if you're torturing yourself in workouts and things and foods that you don't like, like 
it's going to be hard. It's going to suck. So like I said, you need to have a solid foundation of what you love in this journey and then sprinkle in the things you hate that you know will help you get to your goals. For example, if you hate eating healthy, like I'm sorry, that is a a non-negotiable for this journey. That doesn't need to be a sprinkle. That needs to be like a big old pour into the journey. We need to eat healthy in order to see the results we want to see. But if you, for example, absolutely hate the Stairmaster with every ounce of your being, but you're in a cut and you want to lose fat and you need to burn a little bit more calories, cool. Can we go for a walk? Can we jump on the elliptical? Can we grab the bike? Like finding ways to make your goals still possible, but slightly more endurable. That is one of the biggest things that I had learned through my journey and just trial and error, figuring out, you know, the points when I hated it and the points that I loved it, what was I doing differently? And I promise if you are at a point right now where you really genuinely do not like it, it is not enjoyable, it's not fun, I can guarantee you're doing something a little wrong, doing something a little off, or you haven't given yourself enough time. Because time to really, you know, ground yourself and find your new habits and your routine, it's really important. Because nothing completely new is super comfortable. So you have to give it some time to become comfortable, become part of your routine, become just something that you do. So it is a balancing act of the two. But I'm very, very grateful that I am at a point where I do genuinely enjoy most of my routine. Like I said, do not be fooled that I don't absolutely hate this. At a lot of times, it definitely happens. But the overwhelming majority of the time, I'm, I'm loving what I do. And I'm excited for the gym. And I'm, I'm ready to eat my healthy meal because I know all those things help me feel my best. And to me, that's that's the biggest and most important piece of this journey. All three questions, a little bit of different uh, actions and, and steps and just topics for you guys today. But hopefully that was helpful. If any of these were your questions specifically, hopefully I did my due diligence in answering and giving a little bit of my input. But I did want to just do a little announcement for you guys. Anyone who is listening, uh, we are coming up right on the end of April, which is absurd. And we are heading into May, June, July, the summer months, the warmer months. And if any of you guys out there are heading into a cut for the summer, you want to lose a bit, a little bit of body fat. You want, you know, better abs. You want to be a little bit more defined, a little bit more toned for the summer. I've got a little treat for you. Okay. I am doing a giveaway for the month of April for my cutting 101 ebook. Now this ebook is over 40 pages long of my top tips, tricks, steps to successfully navigate a cut. And this is things like how to determine your calorie deficit, how to successfully implement cardio, how much cardio, okay, strength training. There's an entire workout program in this ebook. There's an entire meal plan in this ebook for finding your macros and then what that looks like on a daily basis, tracking in my fitness pal, discipline, motivation, some of my favorite quotes it is all locked and loaded and tied with a pretty little bow for each of you guys. Now, how do you gain access to this Cutting 101 ebook? You can either A, shop through my link and purchase something from First Form, any product at all, whether you've seen me take the reds and greens or the glutamine, you want to try some new protein, maybe you're in the market for a little bit of a pre-workout to just fire you up and get motivated for that journey, um, anything from First Form or signing on for any 101 package for coaching. And you can find the link for both of these things through my Instagram bio. I will also link them in the description of today's episode. But either of the two will get you a nice, pretty copy of your own for my Cutting 101 ebook. So I'm always here if you guys have any questions at all. And I'm really excited for each of you who will be getting your hands on this thing. I've gotten some pretty good feedback so far. And I just, I want to be able to help. 
That is the purpose of the ebook. That is the purpose of the giveaway. Is like you guys are investing in your health. You're you know taking my recommendations for supplements. You're listening to the podcast. You're showing up. You're putting in that work. You're aiming to get better. Let me see how I can help. And I think this will be really, really helpful for a lot of you guys out there. So if you have any questions at all, please let me know. And if you do make a purchase, make sure you send me over the screenshot of your order so that I can get you that ebook ASAP. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and I'll catch you next week.